because I know that if my uncle had no business taking care of me, then I have every business taking care of everybody. Hi, beautiful people. It's so nice to meet you. I'm sitting by this wonderful window and it's raining lightly, but it's so beautiful and I can see the rain falling. It just um, doesn't particularly seem to be in a rush to get to wherever it's supposed to go. And the sky is a painting, of course. And I remember only thinking that when I was in California. Um, well, that was pretty much the only place I ever lived besides New York. But when I moved to California and I saw the pink and purple sunsets, I just every evening would think to myself, the sky here is a painting. Then when I came to Florida two years ago about, I knew I was going to miss that painting. But what I didn't realize was that I would find another painting here. And I really grew an appreciation for the beauty everywhere because I realized that the sky everywhere is a painting. And I'm so, so grateful to be in my mother-in-law and father-in-law's condo because it's on the eighth floor. And where I lived before was on the fifth floor. And I feel like in my life, I'm only going to get higher and higher. I'm only going to ascend higher and higher. And so um, it's really incredible. The view here that I have is, is even more expansive than the view that I had in California. The view over here, somehow the horizon just keeps stretching and stretching and there's no end to it. And I don't know what I deserved, um, did to deserve being here, but part of it is, I think, my earnestness and and the other part is God's grace. And even my earnestness is God's grace, too. I have that by God's grace, too. I ended up living here more than my father-in-law and mother-in-law and more than my partner. And so this place at least up until now, was meant for me. And somehow, if I really want to think about it this way, I can. That while well, my mother-in-law and father-in-law sort of came here from India to and finally decided to settle in their condo here, which their second daughter bought. And when she bought it, she didn't know that I'd be living alone in it for as long as I have. So they came and got settled here and then 
They went back to India, and then my father-in-law got ill, and so my partner left pretty soon after that, and I've been here alone for over a year now. A year and two days now. Three days now. And neither my father-in-law or my mother-in-law knew that when they were coming here, that somehow them coming here and settling in this condo was my way of living alone because they returned back to their home country and with them my partner followed soon after and not even their middle daughter knew that this condo that she had so graciously purchased from her heart that I that it would be for me at least up until now that I would get the most use of it that the safety that she looked for when finding a property, the safety that she guarded and made sure of with her heart that I'd be benefiting from that safety and that security. So, thank you so much, dear sister, dear mother, dear father, and most of all, dear partner, because without him, there'd be no chance that I'd be here. And his heart, of course, his family's heart, but his heart has made it possible for love to flow through all of his family's hearts. It was his heart that opened the door for love from his family, from for love from two of my best friends, my soul sisters, from love from all of his friends, his brothers, my brothers, my friends. His heart opened up the door to so much love in my life. And most of all, it taught me and showed me how I wanted to love myself. It was the example of integrity that I needed and I seeked all my life. It just takes one human being. It takes one human being to open their heart unconditionally to a stranger, to assume responsibility for something that they have no business assuming responsibility for. It takes one human being, and my life is full of that. Before my partner, it was my uncle, not even my dad's brother, but my dad's brother-in-law, who took responsibility for me, my sister, and my brother, and my mom after my dad died. And he's the reason that for so many things in my life and our life, things that really can't be spoken of, but I know, I know. He's the reason that we have a home and a car and food and for me, college and for all of us, money, care. You know, the greatest thing that I have learned from all of this, you know, because the food gets eaten and passes through and the money, who knows where it goes. 
gets spent and redistributed and the car gets driven and then maybe it's time for the next car and the house wears away with time. But you know, everything, everything goes, but the one, the one thing that is irreplaceable is not just that human being, but what that human being proves is capable. What that human being proves is capable by any human being. And that truly, I think, is the definition of inspiration. When somebody's life, when something that they do or something that they are transcends our expectations of what can be done or said or lived by a human being. We don't even know very often that it exists until we see it, until we experience it. And I am the great, great benefactor of, of this. And so I am a great receiver of inspiration. My life is inspired by great love, by greatness, by human beings. I wanted to say great human beings, but all human beings are ordinary, and all human beings have the potential for extraordinary, the potential to reach and strive for greatness, to choose it in any moment. And while my uncle's resources that he provided us with, those really only came from his care, which only came from his heart, which came from, from his decision to, to choose the higher thing within him. That's what I connect to today. It wasn't the things and even the care that he provided for us at such a desperate time in our life that I don't even know what we would have done without him. But it was, it's, and it is, the care that remains. And it's that heart. Now that I'm older and taking care of myself, it's that heart that I remember. It's that heart that shows me what is, it, what is capable for a human being, how a human being can truly give and what a human being can do and assume responsibility for, that they have no business assuming responsibility for, but they choose to. And the way my family has loved me is the way I love the entire world, is the way I love every child, is the way I hope I can provide for every, every other human being. Because I know that if my uncle had no business taking care of me, then I have every business taking care of everybody. And that's my greatest honor and privilege. And 
when you meet me, whether you're a child, a student of mine, or somebody that I, I work with, a colleague, or a friend, or a teacher, or my family, when you meet me, I know that you're meeting my family. I know that you're meeting my dad, you're meeting my uncle, you're meeting my brother, my sister, my mom. You're meeting my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. And most of all, you're meeting my partner. Because he was my dojo for all of these things that I got to witness and, and then play out. And he accepted me before I was any of these things. Before I was any version of greatness. Before I was anything honest. Before I was anything kind. Truly kind. Not just the niceness that comes out of being afraid, but truly kind, which means truly strong, which means truly courageous, which means truly honest. Brutally honest. With myself. He loved me before I had any sign of these. And he is the definition of family. My uncle had some connection, perhaps, even though he had no business assuming responsibility for me. My partner maybe had even less business. Or maybe they both had equal amounts of no business taking care of me. Maybe none of that even matters. Maybe because when we truly feel in our heart to do something, and we do it, oh gosh... Maybe the evidence of the doing is truly what we feel in our heart. And so my uncle's love is the same as my partner's love. Is the same as my brother's love. Is the same as my mother's love. Is the same as my mother-in-law's love. Is the same as my father-in-law's love. Is the same as my sister's love. Is the same as my love. Is the same as my grandparents' love. Is the same as all of my uncles in my family. My mom has six brothers. And they're all my fathers. They're all my dads. They're all fathers to me. They love me like their daughter. My mom's three sisters all love me like their mom. Like my mom. The true evidence is of what we are with each other and what we do for each other at the end of the day. The proof is always in what we say and how we conduct ourselves. That is ultimately how we feel about each other. And I'm truly, truly blessed that I can sit here and compare my youngest uncle's love to my partner's love because they have done for me equally and they would do for me infinitely. And that I know, that I have no doubt, no reservation about, no hesitation, no even questioning. It's never even something that I think about or wonder about. I've been that blessed in my life. And so, my life is inspired. My life is inspired because I never had 
to work for physical care. Somehow that was given to me all my life. And when your basic needs are met, which easily could not have been by my uncle, I very easily could have found myself not in a home. Well, when your basic needs are not met, you don't have time to think about anything else. But for me, my entire life, my basic needs were met. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thank God for that. Because that in itself is a huge intention on the universe's part. And that in itself is the reason that I can speak with you guys today. Because I didn't struggle the way my dad did. I struggle, yes, but I struggle differently. And maybe my struggle is considered a blessing when I think about not having more than two pants to wear and walking every day barefoot miles to school and sleeping on the tables that I cleaned and washing sinks full of dishes. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know my dad's struggle. I don't know the struggle of my uncles who came to this country and made themselves. I don't know. I don't know their struggle. And perhaps that's both a good and a bad thing. But because I don't know their struggle, and because I've been blessed with what they worked so hard to make sure that I have, I've got a different struggle. And I'm working on that different struggle. And I'm going to shine in a different way. I'm already shining in a different way. But I wouldn't be if it weren't for my uncles if it weren't for my dad, if it weren't for my family, if it weren't for my mom and, and, and her, her sisters and her brothers and her generation and their struggle, they made it possible for me to have a different struggle. And I consider myself blessed to have a different struggle. And my children, while I hope that they don't have any struggle, the nature of life is that we always have some struggle, is that struggle is there because it helps us grow. It's got its very own purpose. And so I know that my children will have a different struggle and they'll be blessed. So here's to having a different struggle whether you have a different struggle because of your parents or you're making sure that your children don't struggle in the same ways that you did. God bless. And God be with you in all of your endeavors and your pursuits and, and your journey to become a better version of yourself. Yes, 
and also a more well-rounded version of yourself so that even if you have a different struggle than your parents, that you also take on more struggles so that your children have less struggle or even if they do have as much struggle as you do, right? Their struggle will be different. It's not the load or the burden that is in question because as human beings, we should always carry some burden and the, and the greatest of us carry the greatest burdens. Let that be known. Amen. But what burden are we carrying? And how can we alleviate our burden for our children? Because they're going to be carrying their own. And hopefully, the more that we alleviate our burden, our personal burden, the more they can take on the world's burden. That's my prayer for myself. That's my prayer today. That's my prayer in every way for every child. That they have parents that took on as many burdens as they could and were curious about improving themselves in as many different ways as they could so that their children had a different burden so that their children carried a different burden didn't struggle the way that their parents did but were able to think about different things and create different things and leave an even greater legacy. Amen. If it's not that, then I don't know what it is. That's my prayer for every kid. Thank you, universe. Thank you for taking care of all of us. And thank you, parents, for doing everything that you can and more, and for being open to more ways and to every way that you can be a better human because your child will benefit. And thank you to my parents my mom and my dad and my other six dads who are my uncles and my other three moms who are my mom's sisters and my other mom who's my partner's mother and my other dad who's my partner's father. Thank God for moms and dads who have no business assuming responsibility for you because that's exactly what I am. For the world and that's exactly what my partner is for the world we hope to see you we will one day take care